Welcome to Conversations with Cynthia. Cynthia Hyatt is a Christian psychotherapist specializing in trauma therapy, couples, relationships, and personal development. She is passionate about your life and is here to encourage, teach, and inspire you to be your own best version. Find her online at CynthiaHyatt.com. That's C-I-N-T-H-I-A-H-I-E-T-T.com. Now, with today's fresh insights, Cynthia Hyatt. Well, good afternoon. Thank you so much for spending time with me today. And we are doing this entire week and next week on gender differences. How they think, how they talk, and what they do. And I think it's, gonna, it's very enlightening for people when I do this, and I always enjoy this topic. And if you're just tuning in for the first time and you didn't get to hear Monday, Tuesday, or Wednesday, I want to encourage you to go to the website and listen to those shows. You also can find this book. It's called How Gender Speaks, Thought, Word, and Deed on Amazon.com. It's a very short book that I wrote, so it's a very quick read. And it's very, it, it's, it's really fun. So we really, just to kind of give you a little recap, we talked about the difference between the hardwiring of the brain and perceiving and receiving information and how they experience, how each gender experiences things. And that men are mentalistic and women are empathizers. So men systematize, women empathize. And so men are always looking for the rules that govern a system And women are always looking for information that helps them connect better. So we also recognize that women, quote-unquote, be and men do. Now, this does not mean that women don't do things and men don't know how to be. It's, It's the idea that... The being part for women is they are they are more in the moment sometimes they are more wanting to connect, and men are wanting to fix something, men are wanting to do something, men are action oriented in that way and so we talked about greatest needs, and we did men's greatest needs, which was respect, success, adventure, and challenge, and beauty. They love to see beautiful women, and they love that beautiful women. Around them, this is why men like to have women at home. My husband just likes me to be in the house. He doesn't necessarily always want to talk to me. He just likes the fact that I'm there. So we also talked about women and uh, their greatest needs, security, a sense of belonging, being desired, being wanted, connectedness, and the opportunity to express love and impact people relationally. So when we looked at security, I gave you that great example of excuse me, of women always have their handbag with them and they have everything in it that they could possibly need, everything that in it that somebody else might need and they have one in their desk at work and they have one in their car. (coughs) Excuse me, I'm still getting over this cold. So we also see that their sense of belonging, that they are, are communal creatures they, they like to be, um, have different groups. They like to be successful in those groups, and they like to have peace and harmony in those groups. Harmony is a really important thing for women to have. Men don't need harmony nearly as much as women do. And we have the need, these needs, the, the next two, we're going to really expound on, and that's connectedness, and that's the opportunity to express love 
And so connectedness, this is that idea of I see you and you see me. I get you, you get me. And we are finding a way to be on the same page. This is one of the reasons that women say, you know what I mean, a lot. They want to connect. They want to be understood. They want to know that they're being perceived correctly. You don't hear men say that very often. If, if they, a man says, do you know what I mean, they usually are being directive because they want to make sure you know what they're talking about so that you go do what they're telling you to do. Women, on the other hand, will say something like, you know, I just, I don't know, I don't feel very good, and I just feel like things are just off right now. You know what I mean? And that's a way for their friend, girlfriend, coworker, whoever that is, to go, oh, yeah, I know exactly how that feels. I hate how that feels. That's the empathizing part of the brain. That's that more white matter in the brain than gray matter. That white matter is always looking for ways to empathize, to connect, to be on the same page. This is one of the ways that women feel safe. It's very um, insecuring, very destabilizing, and very anxiety-provoking when a woman doesn't feel like she's connecting with her counterparts. This is why they will, you know, say to their husband, their boyfriend, you know, I think she's mad at me. I don't know. It was just kind of weird the last time I saw her. I texted her and she hasn't responded to me. And that man will maybe say something like, I'm sure it's nothing. Don't worry about it. It's not that big of a deal. She can't go to sleep at night because of it. So she's going to call her other friends and she's going to find out, hey, is so-and-so okay? I mean, I wonder if I hurt her feelings and I didn't know what I did. See, men, they really don't think this way. And it's a very different way of perceiving and experiencing the world. This is why when I work with men, I say to them very frequently, you know, the best way to be successful with a woman, just care about what she cares about. You don't have to understand it through your world. It doesn't have to necessarily make sense to you. You just want to care about what she cares about. And that fixes so many problems for women. Because once she feels connected to you, her anxiety decreases about whatever's going on with this girlfriend. So when you care, that's meeting a primary need for a woman. So this connectedness issue, when I'm working with, um, when I'm doing any business coaching with women, I say two things to them. If the only thing you remember out of um, this meeting is the one thing you don't do when you're working with men is say, you know what I mean, unless you're actually saying, do you know what I mean? I want that done by tomorrow morning. Are you hearing me? But you don't do, you know what I mean? Because it makes us look weak in a man's, in a man's world. And I, I tell them, if you're in a meeting and they're presenting something to you and you're nodding your head up and down, they take that as agreement. Women do that to let you know they're tracking, that they're hearing you. So I consistently say to women, don't nod your head. And if you are nodding your head, find yourself doing it, just quickly say to them, I'm nodding my head not because I agree. I'm nodding my head because I'm hearing you. And I get what you're saying. So connectedness is a really, really big one. The last one, this is the opportunity to express love. This is imperative for women, just as it is for men to be successful, for men to go out, take on the world, uh, overcome something, make the big deal, win the big game, whatever that is. 
that, that really makes them feel like men. Well, what, what really makes women feel like women is when we know that we've walked away from a situation and somebody is better because of it. They feel better. We feel more connected. We're more on the same page. This is why when you're hearing women talk on the phone, many times they will talk about the same thing for an hour. It doesn't really matter always what they're talking about. It's the connecting that they're doing. It's the impacting each other. It's being in each other's world and sharing their worlds. So I frequently, you know, I say to men, I know, it's a strange thing with women. <clears throat> they, they talk to their girlfriend. Nothing changed, but everything changed. The problem was not solved. The problem was not changed. But they feel better. They feel stronger. They feel built up. They feel more confident. So let them talk to their friends a lot. Let them talk to their moms a lot. And don't criticize it. Because if you don't allow that peace to occur in their life, you will be the one that will need to talk to them. And that will become probably very problematic because you probably don't want to talk about something for an hour. So you really want to let them and encourage them. If you see that she's, you know, down or low, <coughs> feeling um, feeling like she's struggling, you might want to just say to her, hey, why don't you go call your girlfriend? Go call your mom. You always feel better after you talk to them. And it's a very helpful process for them to, to, to endeavor upon. So let's talk about this next area, some, just some helpful generalizations when we're looking at the difference between men and women. Think about that women talk in statements. I mean, I'm sorry, men talk in statements, and women generally talk in question form. Because women are trying to elicit more conversation. Men are much more comfortable with the space and the void between the statements and the sentences. Women get uncomfortable with that void. So they frequently want to fill in the blanks. And they frequently will start talking. And I tell women many times in business, if you're working with men, let there be space. A lot of times that space for men gives them time to actually think about what they just heard. Because remember, they have more gray matter, which means they compartmentalize, which means that they don't have as many words in their brain as women do. Men have probably one word for every 10 that women have. So women can talk while they're thinking. Men don't do that, that as well. So they speak, then they hear what they say, then they pause, they think about it, and then they, then they might speak again, or they might not speak at all. So many times with men, I might say to them, I hear what you're saying. Can you elaborate on that? Can I have some more information? Or I might actually say to them, how do you feel about what you just said? And then I let them think about it. So think about this Windows analogy when you, uh, in computers. And if you have a PC, you know this idea of here's the window, we close the window, we open the window back up. Well, a woman's brain has 10 windows open at one time. A man has one window open. So if my husband is doing something, he's working on something, fixing something, that's the window he's in. 
So what I need to do is I need to go to him and I need to say, can I have a minute? He then looks at me. He's going to close down that window and open up the Cynthia window. Whereas with women, we just leave the other window open and open a new one. And so we have many windows open at one time. This is why women oftentimes bring up the past. And I know for, for men, I, I explain this, and it's very difficult for them to understand this concept. But women are always bringing up the past, opening that window, to help you understand what's happening to them in this moment. So let's say that you're, you've gotten in a fight. Let's say something happens, and your wife, your girlfriend, your daughter might say to you, well, remember, it was about 10 years ago, and we went to dinner with so-and-so, and we had the same problem. And the, and the gentleman will immediately say, why are you bringing up the past? I thought we had that worked out. So what I say to men is, she's simply bringing it up as a reference point. Because remember, her brain is completely interconnected. There are no compartments. So she's able to draw from all different parts of her brain in order to really explain the moment and how she's feeling in the moment. So it's very helpful, men, for you to recognize if she's bringing something up in the past and you're not sure if it's a reference or if it's truly unresolved, then you might want to say to her, are you referring to that or is that unresolved? I thought it was resolved. And just give her an opportunity to clarify. If it's unresolved, then she will say something to you like, I'm bringing it up because every time I talk to you about it, I think it's not going to happen again, and it happens again. So it's very helpful to clarify these differences in the way that we think and the reason we use different information. Think of this, being a team player, men versus women. Very fascinating when you look at how men are team, the, the way they are team players versus the way women are team players. See, women are wanting the entire team to be successful. Now, a man may want his team to succeed, but his first priority is that he succeeds, even if his team doesn't. When you think about how men do, do teams, they do lots of teasing. They establish hierarchies in that group. They, they use that as a way to release aggression. And so w with women, if, if I'm on my husband's team, then one of the things he might be doing with me is teasing me a lot. And I always say to men, don't tease your wife. <laughs> because unless it's really sweet. Because it's hard on us. We feel like you're being really aggressive. And it's one of the ways that men release tension is to tease. And they usually are teasing only if they're fond of you. But for women, if we're not careful, we can take it personally and think they're being mean and they're pushing us around. So it's really extremely important to understand how it works with men and how it works with women. So women are going to want to organize the team in a way that everybody feels included and if they are competitive women they still want to be a part of the team whereas men they don't necessarily have to be on a team because they're pretty much very 
um, solitary creatures in many ways. And I say to women frequently, you know, men, men are very lonely creatures. Women aren't. Now, that may not be, you may not feel as, as uh, much belonging as you would like, you know, if you're a woman, if you're a woman, but women t- typically are not nearly as lonely as men. So the next one we have is this idea of rapport versus report or resolvers versus relators. So one of the reasons that each gender talks and uses words is that this idea of rapport versus report. Women talk to establish rapport. This is why when men are listening to women, they're like, why are they telling me all this? I, I, what does this have to do with anything? Well, they are probably talking to create some rapport. Where men usually talk to report. So women, when we're trying to create rapport, they can feel emotionally abandoned or lonely with men when men just say, okay, and they look at us and they don't say anything more. It's like, okay, I told you that whole entire thing and I got one word. Because women are always wanting feedback. So a man will say, okay, I heard you, I got it. And a woman will want to say, do you know what I mean? Like, do you understand? And they'll say, I understand. I said, okay. And what we're wanting is for you to tell us how you feel about what we said, what you think about what we said, if you're taking seriously what I said. So when, so women have a tendency, like we said earlier, to talk in question form. And what happens with men is oftentimes they interpret this as insecurity, wishy-washiness, a lack of confidence, or a need for help. So when you hear a woman speak in, question, in, in a question form, don't automatically assume that she's insecure or not sure what she's talking about or that she actually needs help. She probably is eliciting some, a f- some feedback from you. So if I say to a man something like, hey, I have this new car and I, I think I really like it. It's, it's pretty awesome and, and I enjoy driving it. I'm, but, you know, I don't know. And so a man will listen to all of that and say, what am I supposed to do with that? So you might want to say something like, what kind of car do you have? And then give your opinion on that type of a car, which means that you are now having discourse versus saying, hmm, and just staring at this woman, just staring at me, because men won't know what to do with all of that. Women will pick up each one of those and talk about it. They might say something like, yeah, you know, I'm not sure how I feel about my car. I'd really like a new car, too. So it's a very different way of relating. See, resolvers, right, this is men, they report information or they want to resolve it. That's why they use words. They focus on doing and they want to be successful. So they want to resolve whatever the issue is. So if you present something in a question form simply to elicit communication, they're going to pick that up and try to solve that as a problem. They want to be successful. Women focus on pleasing, that's relating and connecting. So they're communicating and wanting to be understood and they're wanting to understand you. So they will ask you more questions. 
So let's look at this, this other generalization. Actions versus words. And this is really, really important. I say to men so often, listen to what she says, not what she does. What she does isn't necessarily what she means. See, women will do a lot of things they don't want to do. They'll do a lot of things they don't enjoy doing because they want to relate, because they want to connect, because they want to belong. So when she says something to you, like think about this physically as well. When she says to you, I am so sick, I don't know what I'm going to do. I am so sick. And then she gets up, get re gets ready, goes to work, takes care of the kids, comes home, does the laundry, makes your dinner for you. You completely ignore that she said she didn't feel good. Because what you're seeing looks like she's fine. And then you come to find she has like a 100-degree fever. And you're like, what are you doing? But see, women will always work outside of themselves. Remember, they are expansive and men are contractive. So when a man is sick, the whole world stops. So if he doesn't feel good, he lays on the couch the entire day. Because I say to women, don't necessarily listen. You need to look at what he does because what he does is what he means. So there have been several times in my office when I've had women that say, well, he doesn't love me. I feel so lonely. He doesn't care about me at all. And I say, well, why don't you tell me about what he does? Does he do things for you? She says, oh, yeah, he's a great provider. He works really, really hard. And then on the weekends, he takes care of the house. He takes care of the lawn. He fixes my car all the time. You know, he... And, and he buys me these gifts that even though I don't really like the gifts he buys, he, he really buys them for me. And, and, but he doesn't use any very many words. And I say, you know what? That man really loves you because this is what he's doing. What he's doing is what he means versus women. What they're saying is what they mean. So we really want to take that into consideration when you are judging one of the opposite sex. When she says to you repeatedly, I'm unhappy, I'm unhappy, I don't know if I want to stay married to you, and she's saying this repeatedly, but she still has sex with you, takes care of your kids, cleans your house, does all these things, that's because she needs the security of the home. So you better really take note and not look at what she does, but listen to what she's saying. And I say the same to women then. I say, listen... We can help him become more verbal, but you need to start appreciating what he's doing and get security from how hard he is working for you because he doesn't work that hard if it's not a priority to him. So you must be a priority to him, even though you're not hearing the words that you would like to hear. So let's do, let's listen, do this last one, the simple versus complex, and this is that contracting versus expanding. So the female brain, remember, is more complex. And men's brain is more compartmentalized. So they are going to see more black and white. Women are going to see more gray. Men are going to want to problem solve. Women want to be cared about. So I'm very glad that you joined me today. And this is we're coming to the end of our show. And we're going to do tomorrow, we're going to talk about communication tips between the two genders. Make sure that you go to Amazon and you can um, certainly order the book, listen to the website, listen to the uh, shows on the website. Have a wonderful rest of your day. 
And if you are a five-day week, Monday through Friday, we're almost done with the week. God bless you. I'll talk to you tomorrow. To hear today's program again or to share it with someone else, please go online, CynthiaHyatt.com. That's C-I-N-T-H-I-A-H-I-E-T-T dot com. Conversations with Cynthia is heard daily at 3 p.m. and 12 noon every Sunday on Faith Talk 1360 KPXQ. Follow Cynthia on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and LinkedIn at Cynthia Hyatt. Until next time, remember... Be your own best version. Yeah.